Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and your version of Snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast, and today I am so pleased to have on the show Marlene Marco, and she is a connector of people and a creator of opportunities. She's known as Durham, Ontario, Canada's queen of networking, and she's the founder and facilitator of the highly successful Heart of Networking events. And recently, Heart of Networking expanded to include an online membership base to increase visibility and expand the circle of influence for all involved. And Marlene loves to facilitate the connections that help individuals to move forward. She's been an entrepreneur her entire career. So Marlene speaks from firsthand experience. Helping others succeed is her passion, whether it's through networking connections or helping them sharpen their professional image with fashion and accessories. Marlene is keenly aware that everything you wear makes a statement. And the key is to align your statement with your message. And Marlene's brand is best summed up as hashtag style smart sparkle and connect. So welcome to the show, Marlene. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I come from an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial background. I grew up on a farm and I always say that the farmers were one of the original entrepreneurs and had to... Yes. Uh, you know, make the adjustments as needed and work hard and, and always had goals in mind. And the goals were often uh, regulated by the weather at, at that time. But now it's, uh, I, I realize how much I did learn from my dad. And, and so I grew up in that atmosphere. And, and as you said in the uh, intro, uh, I have always worked independently, various projects, mostly um, um, direct sales and then into the business of networking, mm-hmm. which, you know, until I got involved in it, I didn't even really realize that, that there was a business of networking. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, the first time I was invited to a networking, a business networking event, I did, I, I, sort of said, no, I don't think I need that. And because I truly did not understand it. And I think that's still the case in some, uh, with some people, but certainly business networking now is far more advanced to what it was, you know, 30 years ago. Well, that's for sure. Like I remember when I first started going to network events, I had no clue what I was doing. I'm not even sure why I went, except somebody told me that I need to go to networking events to build my business. Right. But I had no clue why I was there. So let's just say it wasn't very successful. Well, and now we, what I teach is networking with purpose, right? And, mm-hmm. and purpose isn't necessarily the bottom line sale, but, but there, there is a purpose to it. And, and the reason that I thought I didn't need it was because I was in a, a party plan business then in fashion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every time I did a party, the hostess invited new people that I had not met before. Yes. So I felt like I was already expanding my circle 
and didn't realize that I could expand it exponentially by networking until I actually got involved in it. That is awesome. So tell us a little bit more on your entrepreneurial journey, because I, I love talking a little bit more about people's stories. So was there a time in your entrepreneurial journey where you felt like you were really struggling? Because I know for many entrepreneurs, we go through those periods, those rough, hard times. Sure. My, uh, yes, of course, there have been ups and downs. Being in a, in a direct sale business, of course, there was always lots of support. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was crucial for me. There were times when I thought, oh, maybe I should be doing something else or, you know, <laughs> and then, but it's, it's that, that cycle. So you, you know, you, you, you start to get a little frustrated, you get a little concerned, you get scared. And then, you, but if you keep going, something yes. good happens and it brings you right back to enthusiasm. So it's, <laughs> it's that cycle, I think. And I think as soon as we realize that that's normal to mm-hmm. go through that cycle, sometimes several times within an hour. (laughs) (laughs) So true. And and sometimes it might be, you know, a month to go through that cycle. But Mm -hmm. I I think if when you really believe in what you're doing, you know that you need to keep going until you find that one piece that brings you back up to enthusiasm again. And then there's the other side of it where, you know, sometimes there is a spot where it is time to get off that circle. And that's, I think that's the toughest spot is where if you need to pivot and take a little different direction, um, really be open to getting help with that mm-hmm. and support. Again, I'm, I'm huge on, on having um, support and, and a team of people, even when you're working independently to have support, yes. uh, support of a business coach, support of, of a, a business community mm-hmm. so that you can, you can look at that and really put pride and ego aside and say, maybe I wasn't quite on the right track. Maybe I mm-hmm. need to change this slightly or maybe I need to change it a lot and and really, you know, go into things with your eyes open and, and do your homework and, and uh, but not hold on to things just because of pride either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's learning how to figure out the timing, the yes. timing of it, right? So, you know, w- transition is always hard. And because sometimes you're not sure if you're taking that right step or not. Like there's a part of you that thinks, okay, I need to move into this new thing. And yet there's fear there. There's uncertainty there. But then, you know, like there's, there's two ends of the pendulum. Some people just switch so often that they never actually achieve success because they've, they haven't done the due process. And then there's other people who really should be moving into something new because that's really the next stage and step for their life. And yet they're too afraid and too hesitant. Yeah. And that's the million dollar question, right? To, to decide which, which space you're in at that very moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do believe that, you know, I'm a big fan of going with your gut mm. and really paying attention. If, if you're seeing some red flags or you're seeing, you know, something that's, that's more of a struggle than it needs to be, mm-hmm. then that's the time to, you know, start talking to other people, ask for help yes. and really, you know, make some decisions before you go too far down a road that isn't leading you to the success that you want. And, mm-hmm. and that's, the, that's the whole question, right? Is this leading me to the end result that I, that I want? 
which then goes back to knowing what your <laughs> end result is, right? Knowing yes. what your goals are and knowing why those goals are important to you. Uh, and then, uh, and then, you know, that question is, is this leading me towards those goals or is it really kind of taking me in a, a direction that's going to be a long way around to get to those goals and then mm-hmm. making those hard decisions and they are hard decisions. Yes. Yeah. I've done a few big transitions in my life, you know, always entrepreneurial, but I've switched from totally completely different fields. You know, I was in direct sales network marketing for a long time. For a short period of time, I got into tag and label manufacturing. And then uh, in 2015, the transition to becoming a publisher. And, you know, with each one of those, you know, like you said, it's like you sometimes you question and but sometimes you just know that it's time to move forward and it's time to switch. And you know what the amazing thing I found was, is that the lessons that I had learned in the other businesses all came together to bring me a greater level of success, you know, in, in the publishing business, especially after being in the entrepreneurial type thing for over 20 years, it was like, it's all culminated now in, in being in this publishing company. Yes. Yeah. And even though it isn't apparent at the time, everything we do does lead us to where we are now. Mm -hmm. And if we're open to learning those lessons, and I think that's a big key too, to be, to be open to learning those lessons. I mean, my, my path has been more of a, an evolution as opposed to major shifts. It's Mm -hmm. been little shifts and, and, the, uh, the one fashion company that I was with for 23 years suddenly closed their doors. So that wow. was, you know, I had to really go, yikes, what's mm-hmm. next? And I didn't really get a chance to, to plan that forward. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I did spin my wheels for a, a couple of years there where I, you know, wasn't really sure where I wanted to go, but I, I kept going and I kept mm-hmm. trying different things until I... Uh, then and then I, it was just fortunate that I had the opportunity to go back in the fashion business, and that was to me that was like going home, uh, in in tandem with my uh, networking business, of course. Which, you know, it's the same market. It, they're all entrepreneurial women who who really want to build their own business, and if I can help them to do that, then that that's my that's my mission. Well, I, that actually really transitions well into our next section because I know that you've come prepared with some really awesome practical hints, tips, and things for the audience on networking and connecting. One of the things that I do is a, a workshop called Next Level Networking, and I run that as a live workshop uh, every two months. And it's interesting because, I, and I have a partner, actually my business coach, uh, often partners with me on that workshop. And so we're there to answer questions of what people find the most challenging in networking, how to sort of navigate an event and, and that kind of thing. And what I find is really interesting is when a new, when somebody that's new to business or new to business networking comes in, they have no expectations. So they, they're, mm. they're open. They're like a sponge. And I think that's yes. a really key thing that none of us should ever lose. 
mm-hmm. we get, you know, as we've been in business for a while, we get, you know, maybe a little jaded or maybe, you know, a little, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we think maybe we're farther ahead than we are or, you know, whatever. The be there, uh, done that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that the top, the, the best thing that I can advise people is to stay curious. Mm-hmm. Because when you're curious and you develop that, when you're having a conversation with someone, you develop that rapport by asking questions. So it's not about me telling you everything that I do mm-hmm. when I meet you at a networking group. First of all, I want to know what you do. And then as we build our relationship, not right out of the gate, but as we build our relationship, then I can see if there is a way in the thing in the, the the area that I work, is there a way that I can help you to achieve those goals? And and that's you know if if I know that in your business you're looking for a certain connection, or you know maybe you need a new bookkeeper, or maybe you need a new business coach, or maybe you know there's somebody in your team yes. that isn't quite working out, and you're looking to replace them. Maybe there's somebody I can suggest. Once I get to know you. I can't suggest a new coach to you if I don't know what type of coach you're looking for, what your personality is, all of those things. Yes. Once I know those things by asking questions and learning from you, then I can say, you know, you might want to interview so and so. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's number one to me is is to to stay curious. That's really good, and I want to go back to something you just said there. Um, You said that you should always ask the other person first about themselves. And for me, that's actually, as a publisher, I teach the power of words and I teach a bit of networking in terms of, you know, how do you present yourself vocally, you know, in writing and different things. So not as extensive as you, but one of the things that I teach is that always allow the other person to go first. And I think, you know, when you're, when you're comfortable in your own skin and you're going with the goal of making those connections, then you don't have to be the first one to talk. You can allow the other person to talk. And I think it actually positions you very well when you're networking to allow the other person to talk first. Absolutely. How else will you understand what it is that you could help them with? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it is the only way. And, and one of the things that I teach in the, in the workshop is if you come into a networking event and you see somebody sitting off to the side and they may look very busy on their phone, chances are they're not really busy on their phone. Chances are they're trying to look busy. <laughs> and if you can, <laughs> you know, and it, maybe they're a little shy, or a little introverted. And if you can chat with them, and make them feel comfortable and say, hey, come on, let's go over here and talk to these people and kind of take them with you. What better way to open a relationship than to help somebody out? Mm-hmm. Because you've kind of saved them. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's so many people and I hear it all the time. I was so terrified the first time I came to Heart of Networking or, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't think I'd know anybody there. Well, as it turns out, they probably do, but because there's a lot of women there, but the, the seasoned networkers are, are are very open to sort of helping those, the, the newbies mm-hmm. along and really making them feel um uh, 
comfortable. And one of the biggest compliments that I receive at the end of the event is when people say, oh, I felt so welcomed here. Mm. To me, that's, yes. that's me. That's the heart. So when you teach your, your workshop, what would be the question that you probably get the most? A lot of questions about follow-up. So once they get through the event and, you know, they've, they've connected with a few people and obviously the, the old days of collecting business cards are long gone. So we don't even go there anymore. It's, it's about building relationships. Um, but the, a lot of the time, a lot of times the question is about what, what's next. Mm-hmm. So I've, I, you know, I'm starting to build this relationship. Um, eventually, how do I turn those relationships into transactions? And that that may or may not happen, but, um, and and what happens between the meetings? So how much follow-up is enough? How much is too much? And, and there, I don't believe there's a hard and fast rule for that. I've been in workshops, I've taken classes where, you know, it has to be within X number of hours and you have to do this and you have to do that. People are people, they're all individuals. And I think it's based on the the conversation that you've had but Mm -hmm. one of the answers to that is before you leave that conversation if you can say to them would you like to talk about this further yes now you've got their permission and the second question is what's the best way to communicate with you are you a texter are you an email you know and so once you know those two things are we good to follow up and talk more about this and what's the best way to follow up with you? Now you've already got their permission. So it's not like, oh my goodness, what's she going to say? And is she going to be, am I going to say the right things? Um, then it's just a matter of, you know, setting up a phone call or mm-hmm. maybe a coffee appointment. But I teach beware of that a little just because it, it, it takes a lot of time. Yes. Uh, a phone call, of course, is more efficient, at least to start. And, and know the agenda for the phone call. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about, of course, you want to, you want to get to know them personally and maybe you yes. want to follow up on the kid's graduation or the daughter's wedding or whatever it is that you talked about, but you also want to get to the next step and say, okay, so what, what is it that I can help you with in your business? Or, um, you know, you mentioned that you were interested in, is mm-hmm. it, would it be a good time for us to talk about that? So really really taking it as an extension. So it's no surprise to anybody when you contact them. And then it becomes just a natural flow. No different than if you, you know, if you met somebody and you were having a conversation that was non-business. Yeah. And I think that's something you have to practice. Like it may not be something that's natural at first. And you, you may make some mistakes. You may not ask them the questions soon enough. You may jump ahead too fast, you know, but that only comes with practice. And over a while, like you talked about your, you know, your gut, right? And, you know, over time, you kind of, you kind of get that sense of when the person is ready. So, you know, one thing, one things I always recommend is, you know what, you're going to have to practice this and you are going to make mistakes. But just consider the practice, the cost of, you know, learning how to do it. And you are still going to get some results while you're learning. So, you know, the fast, the more you practice and the faster you practice, the better you get at it and the sooner you get results. 
that's absolutely true and it and it really is just about being consistent with with follow up mm-hmm. if if you've met you know say three people at an event uh, and you follow up with them with whatever you know make little notes for yourself notes on their business card or notes in your book whatever um, so that you know exactly what you're going to follow up on that's far more valuable to you than trying to meet a whole room full of people and you know just collecting cards and then you've got nothing to follow up because you didn't really have a meaningful conversation mm-hmm. so just be like don't try to do it all at once yes and 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 be excited be excited about what mm-hmm. they are doing yes. be respectful about what they are doing they may have a business and you might think oh how could she possibly make a business out of that and that doesn't make any sense and I just don't understand you might be thinking that but have the respect for her mm-hmm. or him I work mostly with women, but for that other person that for them, it's so important. There's a reason why they're doing what they're doing and they believe in it. So it it just may be that you don't know enough about it yet to understand it. And once you understand what gets them up in the morning and what excites them and what gets them revved up for the day, okay, then now I can understand why you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Because you are, you know, helping people in some way or you're, do, you know, doing something that's totally different, totally, you know, whatever that case might be. Uh, I think it's really important to be respectful of the other, the other person and what they're doing. And part of that respect is also being very honest, mm-hmm. tactfully, but honest. And if someone asks if they, if you're interested in their service or product and it's not for you at this time... I think you're doing yourself and that other person a favor by being honest and saying, you know, I, I don't believe it's for me or I don't have need of that right at the moment. Um, but now that I understand what you do, I can share that message with other people. So I live in a condo. If I met somebody who had a window washing business, um, I, I can't use their service. Yes, but I can certainly share their information with a friend that lives in a a home. Yes, house on the on the street, right? So, I mean, that's just a, a an obvious example. But when you take that further, and you know, running a business group, um, I get a lot of there's a lot of connections. And, mm-hmm. and I always say like, I'm only one person. I only have one face. I can only <laughs> use so much product, right? Uh, <laughs> so yes. I have to make those choices of which products I choose to use, but there might be somebody that I know that would be better suited to use product Y instead of product X. Well, so it, let me share a funny story with you. For many, many years, I did Avon. Okay. So of course, you know, I'm brand loyal. You know, if I'm going to be selling Avon, that's my main business. You know, I'm not going to be wearing a lot of other stuff, especially makeup. Because if someone really likes yeah. the color and I, yeah. I say, oh, well, it's not from Avon and they know I'm the Avon lady. Well, <laughs> I remember one time I was at a like networking vendor conference and I was taking a break from my booth and I was just walking around just You know, because sometimes when you're doing vendoring, you just need to take that break and stretch your legs. Anyway, I walked by a booth, and I won't say the name of the company, but it was a competitor of mine. And, you know, like if people talk to me, I talk to them. It's, you know, whether they're a competitor or not, I, I enjoy the conversations. 
And so I got stopped at this competitor's booth and this lady's going on and on about their makeup, their skincare, their this, their that. And, you know, I listened. And then I said to her, I said, you know, she was trying to push me to buy something. And I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm really sorry, but, you know, I'm, I'm with Avon. And, you know, I'm a, I have a very big Avon business. And she's like, she's like, well, you can still buy my stuff. And I'm kind of like, I'm like, you're not getting the point here. Like, if I'm wearing your stuff and someone compliments me on it and I say it's this company as opposed to Avon, that's not really building my business. And she's like, well, it would be great referrals for me. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, well, you know what? Thank you very much. I, I enjoyed this conversation and, and I walked away. But I was thinking this lady wasn't getting it. Like she wasn't understanding that not everybody is your perfect customer and you have to know when to let go. (laughs) And I, and that, that reminds me of the, the, the whole aspect of community versus competition. So there are other people that are in the fashion business or other people that run networking organizations. And I'm always very open to, sort of brainstorming with them or even Mm -hmm. doing events together with them. We recently had an event here in um, Durham. It was put on by the Business Advisory Center where all the networking groups were together in one room. Nice. And, uh, and so it was, uh, you know, people got to come and, and kind of weigh the pros and cons and see which ones um, felt right for them. So I think it's important to, to work together. I mean, that's an extreme example. And obviously that's, that, that just doesn't, quite cut it but it's a it that goes back to the advice of 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 being respectful to the other person mm-hmm. you know was she willing to try avon products too like no. it's at a, a, a <laughs> no so yeah so i mean like, it, a, avon it's was respect, evil right? and this other company was the be all and end all <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, that's a little bit of ego in there too, right? Because, mm-hmm. and, and, and and that's where I say, I think it's really important that we respect what the other people are doing and respect their belief in what they are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned community. Why don't you talk a little bit more about community? Because I know that's one of your main focuses as well. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's, that's very important to us is, is building community and understanding um, what makes other people tick. We have a lot of um, collaborations that have developed out of our uh, out of heart of networking. Um, one example, uh, we have three ladies. Uh, one is a mortgage uh, broker, one is an insurance broker, and one is a real estate broker. Mm-hmm. So the three of them have come together. They do a lot of work together. They put on workshops and seminars together, and uh, they met through Heart of Networking. They also work with other, um, they don't work exclusively. So the realtor doesn't work exclusively with this mortgage broker, um, but we have other mortgage brokers that she's gotten to know. So it's all, it's about learning what is the specialty of each one. Mm-hmm. There's, and I often use business coaches as an example as well, because each have their, we have one lady who's a, a transition coach and she specializes mm-hmm. in people going in through transitions in their life. Another one who's a financial coach, another one who is a, um, a, a you know, a business and lifestyle coach, um, an empowerment coach, and they all have their specific areas of expertise. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, no woman is an island kind of thing. It's, um, it's about understanding what 
everybody does and how it fits together. You know, when I was doing my end of year um, sort of evaluations and, and things, I, I started to think about the team that I've built around me and who, who I use as a, as a team and how that does change from time to time. So I have a, mm, a social yes. media manager. I have, you know, I have my, my bookkeeping and accounting. I have my, my coach, um, you know, all those people who, who I rely on to, to build the business. And that to me is, is building community, um, and being able to work together with people, not, not, not competing with other people the same way. We all have our own flavor. So even yes. with networking groups or with fashion businesses or with jewelry business, whatever it is, everybody has their their own their own strengths, their own mm-hmm. niche, and and that that's where we that's where we build. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to convert people from other companies, nah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I, I, I don't go with that. If they're happy with what they're using or, uh, you know, mm-hmm. product, service, whatever it is, if you're happy there, by all means, yes. you know, we all need to have customers. Um, if you're unhappy for some reason, let's find out what causes that unhappiness and then yes. see if we can solve that by, by putting you somewhere else. And so our community is, is, is strong and very supportive. Mm-hmm. Our um, our tagline is connection, education, and opportunity, and 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 that's what we build into every meeting. And then um, a little over a year ago, we uh, had a website built to expand that community. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of at capacity for our our live meetings. The numbers are are good. The meetings flow well. Um, you know, we have up to a hundred people at each meeting. Um, but the conference and and um, you know, Women's Day event and that kind of thing are, are more about the regular meetings. And so we built a website with online membership so nice. that people can then, and it doesn't, geography then doesn't matter depending on the business. So we could have members anywhere and um, people that do online business like yourself, yes. uh, you know, you, you could be an online member and never, never come to our live events mm-hmm. if that isn't, suitable for you geographically. Um, so we keep the packages really low priced and um, we're building up the uh, the benefits for those online members now as well. And then they can use the calendar of events. They can, um, you know, obviously they're in the directory. They have a full web page. So that was our way of expanding our community um, beyond the sort of the geographical mm-hmm. borders. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And I like how you talk about it's not competition. Um, You know, I've actually had several different publishers on this podcast. And, um, you know, we we've made I've made some really great connections. And we each have our own specialty. You know, I tend to work with, you know, entrepreneurs, professionals, coaches, um, you know, who are looking to have that signature nonfiction book written that they use to as a, you know, foundational marketing tool to build their business. But I know other publishers, you know, who focus in on people writing books about their story and the that impact. And, you know, I have publishers who do fiction and children and all these different areas. And, you know, there's a lot of commonality in what we do in terms of publishing, but we each have our own unique area that we excel in. And, you know, there is no competition. And I, I mean, I even have relation, really good relationships with other publishers, you know, who do similar types of books to what I do. And 
you know what? There's times that I can't work on a specific project, but I can refer them to somebody else. And, you know, it's, it's the same thing. I've had business referred to me because they know what I specialize in. And it's not about competition. And if somebody's, you know, looking between me and other publishers that do the same thing, I've learned ultimately that sometimes, you know, you think, oh, you've got to get that customer. Well, sometimes that person isn't the right person for you. And if you really push it and you get it, you regret it. Whereas, you know, if if that person makes the choice that's right for them, then everybody benefits. Absolutely. You know, and, and you can all learn from each other as well. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe yes. somebody has come across something that, you know, maybe you come up with something you're not quite sure how to handle or it's a bit of a struggle or something. Mm-hmm. You can go to one of those people and say, have you ever come across this before? And mm-hmm. how did you handle it? You know, there's, there's always, that's been my philosophy since the day I started Heart of Networking is we're all in this together. Yes. Let's help each other out. Yes. Wow, this has been a great interview. I've so enjoyed it. Marlene, how can people connect with you and learn more about you and what you do? Well, of course, you can find me on LinkedIn, as you did, either uh, Marlene Marco or through Heart of Networking Events. Our website is heartofnetworkingevents.com and um, Facebook as well. We have a, a business page on Facebook, Heart of Networking Events. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Marlene. And I just want to remind our listeners that I am currently working on my new book named, fairly enough, Author to Authority. It's going to be coming out hopefully late spring, early summer. And if you would like a sample of the book, go to www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free dash sample. So this is Kim Thompson-Pinder, and I've been here with Marlene Marco, and we've just had an amazing time on the podcast. Marlene, thank you so much, and any closing thoughts? Well, I just want to thank you for uh, having me here, and uh, I'm happy to help anyone who wants to connect further and uh, just uh, reach out to me if there's anybody that wants some networking advice or wants to learn more about Heart of Networking. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Well, everybody, this has been Author to Authority podcast. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. Just for being here, I'd like to invite you to download your free copy of Power Words, Attract High-Paying Clients and Customers. In this book, I show you how you can easily double your business by using engaging language that attracts the right client to you and positions you as someone they want to work with. Get your free ebook at www.powerwords.pro forward slash free book. That's www.powerwords.pro forward slash free book. Go there now, and I look forward to seeing you on the very next episode of Author to Authority. Mm-hmm.